Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study through the book of Philippians and we come to a really convicting passage of Scripture as you're going to be looking at verses 14 and 15 of Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 in Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to be talking quite a bit about our attitudes, which is always a convicting thing to go and to look at. But first, let's get into our text and let's read it. Philippians chapter 2 today, it says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if there is any comfort of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out, not only for his own interests, but also for the interest of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross." Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to do and to will for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one who is uh, who is like-minded, who will sincerely care for your state, for all seek their own, and not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall come to you shortly, yet I consider it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because he had heard that uh, because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick, almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him only, but also on me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him the more eagerly, that when you see him again you may rejoice, and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such men in esteem, because for the work of Christ he came close to death, not regarding his life, to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Well, this morning here we're going to be focusing in on verses 14 and 15, do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. 
we see here, first of all, the command to do all things without complaining and disputing. Now, this is a, a difficult, difficult thing. Now, this, of course, is referring to uh, doing what needs to be done in the relationship between authority and being in submission. So remember, uh, just a few verses up, we saw that Christ, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that, that he had an accurate view of himself. He came as a servant, he humbled himself, and he became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And then we see that God highly exalts him, all of this kind of a thing. But remember that concept that Christ was submitted to the Father. And we are to have this mindset in us, that we are to be submitted, and that there are our people that we are to be submitted to. Of course, we understand that we are to be submitted to God the Father. We also understand that we are supposed to be submitted in other relationships as well, uh, whether that is, you know, children to parents. We understand that one. Even children to teacher. We understand that one. Uh, but what about an uh, employee to an employer? We are to be submitted. Even a citizen to a government, we are supposed to be submitted. Now, the submission this is where one thing is important to go and to point out. This submission always needs to be done within the bounds of God's Word, because if it is something that they're going against God's Word, well, or, or going outside of their, uh, their, their scope of authority, so like if your employer were to go and to say, uh, to tell you you have to go and to put your kid to bed um, at 7 o'clock, well, your employer does not have the authority to go to say that because God has given that authority to the government of the home, and of course, that is to the parents to make that decision. Now, the same, of course, uh, could be said, uh, which is true of the government, the civil government, coming out and and say, and going outside of their bounds. So I'm not talking about going outside of their bounds, or I'm not talking about uh, going against God's Word. Of course, we're not supposed to obey in those things, but there are certain relationships that we have that God has delegated authority to that we need to go and to obey inside of that delegated authority. And of course, with that, it's not just those who, uh, you know, employees and employers. It's not just um, you know, teachers and students. It's not just parents and children. Um, it's also, you, you know, pastors and congregants would be another one. It's also, like I said, civil government and citizens. With that, there is uh, that aspect here of going in, in God delegating authority to these different uh, things. And this is the, the type of relationship that it's talking about when it says, do all things without complaining and disputing, because it is easy. It is easy to go and to want to complain and to dispute somebody who's in authority over you. It's easy to want to go and to do that. Now, if you understand this, this concept, because you might be saying, now, hold on here. I'm not seeing where it's saying um, that you, that it's talking about the relationship of, uh, of authority and submission. Well, we see that this mind needs to be in you. You're to be a servant, humble, and obedient. Well, you can't be a servant, humble, and obedient to somebody who's not an authority over you. you. You can't have those three aspects. Once you get that humility and obedience and you're serving, well, once you have that mindset, then what happens? You're going and you're admitting that somebody is an authority. Christ 
was serving the Father. Christ was humbling himself, yes, for our benefit, but he was humbling himself from the position that he was in there as God, as he maintained that position, but uh, he was going and putting on flesh. He was humbling that aspect here and putting on mankind. And then also we see, of course, he uh, was, was obedient. Well, he wasn't obedient to man. He wasn't going and obeying uh, the, the Pharisees who were saying, crucify him. No, he was obeying God. He said, Father, if it, uh, you, you know, if there's any way, let this cup pass from me. He was obeying the Father. This is the relationship that he was in. It was a relationship of actual authority. And so we need to recognize the relationships that we have where we are under that authority, and we need to go and to submit to it, and we need to do all things. Now, of course, this is within the bounds of God's word, all things within the bounds of the scope that they're telling that they that they have delegated to them as well. All things without complaining and disputing. All things without complaining or disputing. We need to have a good attitude. And why do we need to do this? Well, it's that we might have this positive outcome, that you might be blameless and harmless, and recognize then as the children of God in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. You see, we do all things without complaining or disputing, but then we see here that with that, it gives us a good testimony to those who are looking in at our life. They go and they say, wow, we can't put blame on that person. Because even if we disagree, even when you have to take a stand then, and you do disagree with the person who's in authority over you, what can happen? Well, you can go and say, look, I'm not a rebel. I'm not coming here and just rebel rousing. I'm going and saying I'm somebody who is submitted, actually. I'm somebody here who doesn't complain. I'm somebody here who's not disputing when I'm told to go and to do something. And so that's why you should listen to me when I'm going and telling you, no, I cannot do that thing. When Daniel goes and says, no, I cannot eat a portion of the king's meat. I cannot eat meat that was sacrificed to idols. I got to go and eat uh, vegetables and drink water. I, I, I can't go and defile myself with a portion of the king's meat. I can't do that, says Daniel. Well, why is it that he even got an audience instead of just going and getting his head chopped off. It's because he's somebody who did this, who wasn't complaining, who wasn't disputing, and he was blameless when people looked in on him. This is the type of person that we are supposed to be, that when we do take a stand for Christ when it is necessary, and you ought to take stands for Christ, especially, of course, when it's necessary, you go and you take that stand for Christ, and people look in at you and they say, now, wait a minute here. This isn't somebody who just goes around and complains every time they're told to do something. This isn't somebody who just goes and disputes and says, I don't want to do that job. I, I don't want to do that thing. No, this is somebody who goes and does what they're supposed to do. They have a good attitude. They have a good testimony. Why are they saying, whoa, 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 stop, no way? There must be a reason. There must be a reason. You see, and when you live that kind of a way, it makes your stand so much more impactful, so much more impactful. You know, I've, I've taken a number of political stands in my life, and while I am far from perfect, um, I 
I generally am what I would say a constant rule abider. In fact, it, it got awkward a little bit there in 2020 because I got started getting accused of things like being a rebel rouser and being this big rebel and things like that. And then I would look at people and I would say, well, you know, I kind of drive like a grandma. And they're like, what? Well, yeah, I mean, I follow the rules. Oh, you do? Yeah. And you go and you start to look at all these different things. There was nothing in my background that would make people think that I'm a rebel rouser. And when they're talking to me, they see that my personality wasn't a rebel rouser. It, it wasn't that idea of just being a, a, a contrarian rebel, rebel, but rather it was somebody who was seeking to do things with a good testimony, without complaining, without disputing. But it was time to go and to take a stand for Christ and to say, no, governor, you cannot shut the churches down. That is not in your authority. You are playing the role of a tyrantess. That is wrong. And it did resonate. People did start to see, and now they're really starting to see, and now the Quite frankly, here with these this next round of, of lockdowns, you're going to see that the rebels are going to try to go and to take the lead on these things, even though many of them submitted at that time because they submitted out of fear and out of situational ethics and all kinds of stuff. But a lot of them are going to go and try to take the lead. I probably shouldn't go down that tangent. That's not what we're here talking about here today. But it's important that you understand that when you do things without complaining and disputing, that then when you are called upon to take a stand for Christ, you have a good testimony, especially in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation. And we're in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation. And why is it important that you have a good testimony? It's because we shine as lights in the world. You see, when you don't do things right, when you're, you are complaining, when you are disputing, when you're not understanding the concept of authority, what happens is that you put a bushel over your light as opposed to letting your light shine. And even if you take a stand for Christ, it weakens that stand so that it's not effective. And that crooked and perverse generation do not as clearly see the light of Christ and they have less of a chance to come to the gospel and believe in the gospel and come to Christ. So today, I want to challenge you. Do all things without complaining and disputing so that you may shine as lights in the world in the midst of this crooked and perverse generation. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle.
already begun. Know that God's up to something.